Now, before we leave this subject, it is necessary to dethrone a major fallacy that stands in the way of understanding the principle of love as an expression of oneness and independence. This is the Darwin theory of the evolution of species. While there is an evolutionary process going on in the world, it is not applied to the species making up the world. Darwin arrived at his theory from the perception that the world is made up of creatures that can be arranged in a progressive order of complexity along a timeline. The same can be said of living things, which are made of cells of different levels of complexity. So on the other hand, biologists conclude that the cells in a creature are as simple or complex according to the functions they are carrying out as part of a whole. Platelets are not primitive cells. They will eventually evolve into a complex form. Their simple nature conforms to their role in the body. Brain cells are not highly evolved cells. Their complex nature conforms to their function. Now we can and must say the same about the creatures making up the world. So if the bees evolved, if flowers evolved, if nitrogen fixing bacteria and beans evolved, what would happen to the thousands of creatures, including men, um, up on the up on the food chain. <laughs> so if plants evolved, what would happen to animals which are incapable of making their own food or preparing oxygen for an animal consumption and so on? So as for what appears to be progressive introduction of more complex creatures along that timeline, need not to be the expression of separate um, creatures engaging in a striving by and for themselves, but a gradual unfolding of the components of a developing being as seen in the fetal process where complex cells and tissues evolved from simpler ones as integral and interdependent parts of a whole. Now, it is a shame that the theory of evolution has not been revisited from the level of genetics, which reveals very little ev- um, evolutionary. Um, developments between the blueprints of primitive and highly evolved creatures. Mirroring this is the fact that the entire genetic blueprint of a creature is encoded even in all its cells. So from the simplest to the most complex. So viewed from another perspective, independence translates into the expression of need and its fulfillment through sharing. Um, that people need each other and should share, it's readily understood. Now, what is not recognized by most people is that God needs men as much as men needs God. This is not recognized by people view God as an opponent, excuse me, as an omnipotent being that makes the world and man and deals with the world from the outside. So let's recall what was said in chapter one regarding God's purpose for creating the world. That God creates the world in order to experience life and creates man as the vehicle of its consciousness in the world. Once the latter has completed its spiritual development, 
the evolution. Again, the evolution is when man completes his or her evolution in the present physical form. There is no need to go through a species change. It is his spiritual vehicle that is evolving. It must always be kept in mind that the spirit is composed of seven divisions. Most people have only involved in the lower three and parts of the fourth. This is what accounts for people's behavior. So therefore, God cannot come into the world to fulfill its reasons for creating it unless men complete their spiritual development. On the other hand, um, on the other side, a man or woman cannot attain happiness unless they develop themselves to become the vehicles of God. For example, become God women or God men. Without the transcendental peace of Amen, there will always be suffering. Without the wisdom, God's omniscience, omniscience, there will always be errors leading to suffering. Without spiritual power, God's omnipotence, there will always be failure in undertaking. And without these attributes, the oneness with all will be mere words and enmity, which is the lack of oneness will be our lot. So yes, God is omnipotent, but will not force men to become his worldly vehicles. God has left that up to men to choose. And let it be understood now that it is only in joyfully choosing to become God's living temple on earth and in the spirit world that man can show his love for God. But exercising his choice is easier said than done. Its fulfillment requires the elimination of all behavior patterns in the spirit that are contrary to the laws of God. There are the conditionings that manifest as anger, fear, greed, selfishness, hatred, jealousy, envy, lust, vulnerability to temptations and emotions, reliance one uh, mind in the place of the world of the word of God so all that reliance on one's mind in place of the word of God and so on its fulfillment cannot be had without a mighty struggle that for most people extends over several incarnations the the struggle is none other than the epic battles between the forces of good and the forces of evil that have been portrayed in the great literary works, secular and spiritual, of many cultures. The Bhagavad Gita, the battles of Set and Haru, and Ra and Epep, to name a few. Consider what is at stake for men, acquiring wisdom, a power that nothing in the world can stand up to, and a peace that nothing can disturb. The battle evolves a test of limits of one's capacity to love God? Are you willing to joyfully give up your dearest possessions to be at peace in the face of murderous transgression? To pray for the redemption of the one who killed your dreams in order to become the vehicle of God, if not on earth and in the spiritual realm? Now, if you prayed in a state of peace for the redemption of 
the wrongdoer, wouldn't your prayer be locked by spiritual power of God? Love for God must be shown through the greatest of trials. It cannot be shown through daily giving of thanks, prayers, meditation, rituals, reading, scriptures, and so on. These are preparatory practice for the struggle. You will find out what the struggle is like soon after you make an ironclad decision to implement one of the 11 laws given in this book. Remember that these laws are not arbitrary rules, but instructions that enable you to enter into a conscious relationship with the forces shaping your life. So keep in mind that you are aware of these forces. And the forces of the tree of life have been identified as urges or inner drives that are common to all men. Now, can you postpone this task? Will you keep God waiting for you? If you cannot love God, when, I'm sorry, if you cannot love God, who then can you love? Who or what will take the place of God? And if you love God, then you don't love all. Are you not then a loving being? Is not then your love universal? And if the master forces of the universe, the unifying force, love is yours, whose separative force, anger, hatred, etc., can oppose you? The joy.